0: Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast of the Vikingage.com. My name is Chris Shadow I write for the Viking Age as well as bringing the zoos, zone coverage, and the Brookings Register. My co-host is Adam Patrick, who is the managing editor of the Viking Age. We do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We are also on Apple and Spotify the very next day. but however you consume us, make sure you like, comment, rate and subscribe. So you never miss a new episode, and we can get the word to the masses. Adam, um, this was supposed to be a fun episode, honestly, mm-hmm. because yeah. at about 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, Central Time for those watching mm-hmm. outside of the Central Time Zone, <coughs> excuse me, the Vikings were absolutely piss-pounding the Green Bay Packers. Yep, Like, they ran into a bad team, and they rubbed their nose in it for about... 50 minutes of that game. And it was glorious. It was awesome. Like, shoot that into my neck next time I'm depressed or sad or anything because that is exactly how the fan base was feeling. Then the football god said, well, that's enough of that and threw a lightning bolt as Kirk Cousins' Achilles. So, um, yeah, Kirk Cousins is out for the season now. He tore his Achilles. It was confirmed on Monday. And, yeah, yeah. So we're here. So um, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to ask this like professionally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm still in shock that it happened. Like mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins doesn't get hurt. He doesn't get injured. He doesn't do any of this. And this team was on the rise. It was st- something was happening here. I don't think they were going to win the Super Bowl, but you could look and see the improvement with this team. So let's just start here. What was your initial reaction to this injury yesterday? Um.
1: I feel bad for Kirk. I do. Because first off, you know, as much as people think maybe you and I aren't the biggest fans of him, um, it still sucks to see that happen to a, a player like that, especially someone who's going into free agency next year. So obviously, he's, he's probably not going to make anywhere close to the money he was going to make if he finished the season. Um, so there's that. Um, and then you think about like him just being a competitor and and the season that, that he was having he was he was playing really good. he was probably playing the best he's might have ever played in a in a whole season. um so you know you feel you feel bad for him like that. um I think a lot of people have commented to you know either us or or like some of the score north people like got what you wanted finally and and my response to that is just like no, no one. No one asked for, for this. We asked for after the season, when the season is over and Kirk is perfectly healthy to, for the Vikings to explore other options. No one was like, oh, I hope he tears his Achilles in the middle of the season and the Vikings are left with no idea what to do. Nobody wanted that. Um, so I don't know where any of that is coming from. I think it's just weird to think that way. Um, but then my other my other thought process is I'm a little excited to, to see... You know how the rest of the season plays out to see how Kevin O'Connell handles it, handles this with his locker room to see, see if they have something in Jaron Hall. Um, he's at least going to get a start, um, next Sunday against the Falcons. Cause they really don't have any other options unless they want to start Sean Mannion and, uh, nobody wants to see that. Um, so cause Nick Mullins is on injured reserve and he's not able to, to come back yet. Um.
0: I so, didn't even remember that Sean Mannion was on the team. Yeah,
1: he's on the practice squad.
0: They like snuck him in beneath our noses. It was just like, here, nobody will yep. notice. And yep. oh, Sean Mannion's here.
1: Yeah, so uh, nobody nobody wants to see that. Um, so, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what, what can happen. And, you know, if there was ever a fan base that is has been prepared for something like this before, I would say the Vikings have. You know, it's never easy. It's never easy for something like this to happen. But if there was a fan base that, you know, has kind of gone through the motions before, you know, with Teddy uh, going down. That's kind of what it felt like yesterday. It was like, it was very similar in the fact that like, it's just, just a gut punch where, you know, because the Vikings were what four and one in their last five games seemed like they were turning their season around. seems like they could actually maybe even challenge for the division. And then this happens and you just, you, you have no idea. But in the past, the Vikings have been successful with backup quarterbacks multiple times, 2017 with Case Keenan. uh, 98 with Randall Cunningham, Brad Johnson in the past, Jeff George in the past, Gus Farah, you know, the Vikings have done this before in their franchise history. So this isn't anything new. Um, and we just saw the Niners do it last year with Brock Purdy. I know everyone likes to compare to that, but it's, it's easy. It's right there. Plenty of teams have been able to do well, um, or do fine after their starting quarterback goes down. Um, so the season is not over. Um, and you know what? Even if they do play bad, guess what? They get a probably a top 10 pick and they can maybe get a, a new franchise quarterback. So to me, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of the season to see how how it plays out. Um, but as far as Kirk Cousins goes, I think some people were like, you know, now this gives him a better shot at, at coming back because he'll be cheaper. And I'm like, I just I I don't know. I don't know about that yet. I think that's something that we still have to wait for and see because there's what mm-hmm. Nine, nine games to go left in the regular season so i still think we we have a long ways to go um but uh yeah we we might have seen kirk cousins throw his last pass in the uh in a vikings uniform already
0: i'm gonna rewind it a little bit before we you know get too far down that rabbit hole just you know whatever <laughs> um i'm just gonna go back to what i said at, at the beginning because this absolutely sucks like, I, I want to clarify that. You mentioned it. You and I have been critical of Kirk Cousins on this show a lot of times. Uh, there have been some games where he looks like the second coming of Dan Marino, and there are others where he looks like he has no idea how to it's play Christian football, Ponder and he that. just wants his blanket. Um, You know, I again, I don't think this team was going to the Super Bowl, but the last two weeks, you could see something happen. You could even see it going back to 0-3 mm. because it was that same like kind of belief right like when the Vikings started like zero and three under mike zimmer it was every man for himself mm-hmm. like screw you i'm getting my money etc etc we blame kirk for that a lot kevin o'connell kept this team together at zero three and they won four of their next five games to get back to 500 and by the way the one they lost was to the kansas city chiefs i believe mm-hmm. so i mean there is no shame with that even without taylor swift t swift was not there um, it is hilarious. She wasn't at the Denver game, right? Mm-mm,
1: mm-mm. Okay. And they lost,
0: and they, and they lost. She's got <laughs> to pull up again. She's got to, they're, like, they're in, they're they in need Germany. To get this, this in the production meeting, like they're Taylor, Ger- you just yeah. can't <laughs> skip games like this. We they're need- in Germany.
1: They're in Germany this weekend. So everyone's like, Is she going to be uh, going to Germany? And everyone's like, Um, I don't think so.
0: just just a mega star they go crazy over slubs over there too but we're not gonna talk about we're not gonna dive into taylor swift we're we're gonna keep it here because look at the stuff that was going on with this team and and it was exciting Mm -hmm. like jordan addison is a freaking superstar Mm -hmm. like he is on his way right now and i (laughs) last year i was saying hey Doran Addison would be a great addition to this team. He does a lot of the things that Adam Thielen does with route running, getting open. Uh, he's a downfield threat that Thielen is no longer anymore. And look at what's happened. He looks like a perfect fit for this offense. He so cooks Jair Alexander. Yeah, Jair didn't have a uh, safety over each shoulder yesterday. No, it's kinda, no. Where was his big hat and uh, him talking about did how you he's see? the greatest did you see what he
1: said? ever? Did you, did you see what he said after the game yesterday? No, what did, he,
0: what did he say? I'm interested.
1: He... Actually, was like because they, asked, they talked about the play where Addison lined up in the backfield and scored a touchdown, kind of just blew by him. He was like, oh, "That was just a good play call." <laughs> and then they asked him probably ten questions, and he was he did the Marshawn Lynch thing, and just every answer he was like, "I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know." And then you just look at the comments, and Packers fans are like <laughs> roasting him. Um, yeah, but yeah, Jordan Addison, yeah, you, you you talked about him like before Kirk got hurt. I was after yesterday, I was like. You know, I think Justin Jefferson getting hurt might have been like one of the best things to, to happen to this team, at least for at least for Kirk um going forward, because at times early in the season, it felt like Kirk um Jefferson, if, if he wasn't open, then he struggled to find someone else. And he would just, you know, toss it to C.J. Ham or toss it a yard in front of him to T.J. Hawkinson, where now he's looking downfield to, to Addison. He's looking downfield to, KJ Osborne, he's looking to Brandon Powell. Um, you know, TJ Hawkinson seems to be back to what he was when he first got to the Vikings last year. The screen game is working. Um, with with um, not Alexander Madison, but uh the other guy. What's uh Cam Akers. Uh, Cam Akers, yes, yeah, sorry. Um it's working with him and uh and Ty Chandler sometimes as well. Um it just seemed like it was all, and they had a great offensive line, like everything was coming together, and then you know, the grass, TJ, the grass,
0: was catching passes. The, yeah,
1: the grass field. You know, we've, we've heard all the arguments about turf the last few weeks. And, uh, what do you know? The grass field is the, the one where Kirk Cousins, uh, hers Achilles. So, uh, that argument's got to be put to bed for a little bit because it's just, it's football. Like, you're going to get hurt. Uh, like that, like, that's part of like my reaction yesterday too was like, this is the sport that we love and watch. And we know that this is like sometimes the consequences, like things like this can happen in a second. Um, so, You've, if you've been watching this game or covering this game for, you know, a long time, you you're, you can't be surprised by stuff like this still sucks, but you can't be shocked that a player, you know, blew out his knee or tore his Achilles. Um, but yeah, it's, you um, know, it'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens next.
0: And it happens at a bad time, like outside of the whole team starting to peak. Like you also have the trade deadline in 48 hours. Not even yeah. that right now. What we're yeah. on at six thirty-two central time. It's like okay, less we're than less 24. than twenty-four hours until. So you, so they basically had to wake up this morning, and be like, ah, uh, do we want to trade for Ryan Tannehill? Do we want to trade for whoever? Um, yeah. See a lot of names being floated out. None of them fit under the salary cap because Vikings like, don't have any money. They they, so they, no, they no, don't he's... have they don't have money to go get a guy right now. And, and I mean, you know, the other narrative that died with kind of the oh like his teammates are kind of like look at kirk and be like what a weird dude like whatever no they were like it was like somebody died in the locker room like brian o'neill was about to like burst into tears dalton reisner who's just like man man, i look up to that yeah five weeks and he's like i look up to that man so much and like whatever at like those guys were so behind and it makes me wonder what happened i mean i i'm not gonna go into you know he wanted more money or whatever like contract like what happened there? Because it seems like the Vikings love Kirk. It seems I like think that's, Kirk loves that's, the Vikings. Like, I, it, it makes me wonder what happened with that contract extension here. But, I mean, with that hanging over this, this is an absolute kick in the balls. Like, right. like that's what this is. It's just like, you know, like I said, it was the football gods sitting from above and being like, all right, that's enough. And then right at his Achilles. And the other thing is, too, like, it's draining, like, with a lot of things, that Kirk, which is not Kirk's fault. This is not a Kirk thing. <laughs> like you said, the fans. The I got a text from a friend who watches the show. He talks to me regularly, and he's just like, "You got what you wanted. You're gonna see what it's like without Kirk Cousins." I'm like, "I didn't want this. <laughs> I, I didn't want Jaron Hall to step in." Nobody in their right no. mind said Jaron Hall. Go back and listen to me. bash the shit out of Jaron Hall. I was for the only three one games who was last like preseason we games. Yeah, I'm like, you're high as hell. Like, like, the guy is not good. And, and like, everybody's just like, oh, you're going to see what it's like without Kirk Cousins. Kirk, a, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. And that's my opinion. Your opinion's different, but that's my opinion. And I'm going to oh, force it on okay, everyone. Good. I'm glad yeah. you saw that. Um, that guy, too. <laughs> it, it's just like, you know, we got people laughing because he's coming off. Like, grow the fuck up, okay? Like, if yeah, you're going to do that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like there, there's a whole lot of other people here that are just using this as a I was right moment. And that just doesn't. Sit well with me because you know what a guy yeah. is hurt like I and we bash Kirk Cousins a lot on this show. I I mm-hmm. will continue to say it full disclosure. But at the same time, human being, the guy was trying to make as much money in a sport where shit like this can happen, and mm-hmm. you you know it's like the whammy and press your luck. I I totally just ate, aged myself there, but I mean it's just like. <laughs> You know, big money, big money, big money, no whammy, no... And then this little red thing comes across the screen. Like, that's basically what Kirk Cousins had. So, if you're taking a victory lap, stop. Like, like really, like, at this point, the Vikings just need to decide what they want to do. Because this is one of the most devastating injuries in franchise history. Like, Teddy was really bad. Like, I would probably put Teddy ahead of this just because... Yeah, the, everybody kind of thought they had the franchise. Quarterback it was kind of similar. It,
1: it, it, it had a kind of similar feeling, though. It was before yeah. the season, but it had a similar feeling where like things are coming together, things are turning around, and then it's just like, just like that. You just
0: and keep... I mean, you have the you have the Adrian Peterson, you know, multi ligament knee injury back in twenty twelve or, or I think twenty eleven, but um, and you know, that was at the end of a season, so like it was just kind of like, oh, Adrian might not be ready for next year. Like this, this is like. Okay, the Vikings are in the playoffs now. They don't have a quarterback.
1: Well, you had his suspension. Oh, in twenty fourteen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, so. I mean that was different though. It's just kind of like that was yeah. just kind of like an eyebrow razor. Like it was <laughs> triple knee. You're like, ooh, yeah. yeah well, you kind of feel sorry for the dude when the guy
1: the Culpepper Culpepper injury. Oh that, yes, that was that was around a similar time in the season too. I think I think someone posted that like week that six. Around, yeah, because yeah, um, I
0: think they were two and four coming into that game.
1: Yeah. So there's that. Did Reno Cunningham get hurt? Um, I don't think so. I think he was no. just bad.
0: Yeah, I know. Br- you
1: got Brad John- for Jeff George. Brad Johnson ready to break his ankle in '98. Um, and then Cunningham came in, and then everyone's like, "Oh well, see you later, Brad Johnson." Um, I think Warren Moon broke his ankle or something like that in '96, and that's when Brad Johnson replaced him. So they're like, "Yeah, there's been a lot." Um, but yeah, devastating injuries. Uh. Yeah, Peterson, Sydney Rice, but that was like preseason. Yeah. Percy Harvin, you could say, 2012.
0: Well, and quarterbacks just so important. Like when yeah. you get a major injury to a quarterback, it's like usually you don't have a guy that's ready to step in. You know, well, what, what about I mean? what about like Brad now? Bradford 2017. Yeah. Like that was oh, yes, feeling.
1: Me. that had similar feeling, too, after that first game when he was he was on fire. Um, and, and then, then case the next, looked then the pretty next week bad like, against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Then the next week they're like. Uh, his knees don't work anymore. Um, so, Case, you got to play. And so everyone was, it, it's kind of how we, we are now. We're like, season's already over? Like, what, we're going to go with Case Keenum for the rest of the year? And uh, that turned out. Um I'm not saying that's how this is going to go this year. But if there, you know, at the same time, if there is a team that is equipped right now to put in a, you know, a rookie quarterback or a a veteran backup quarterback. You know, you're not asking them to do a lot. You're not asking them to put up 300 yards a week, three touchdowns. You're not asking them that. But you have, you can throw to Addison. Jefferson's probably going to be back in after the next game because you know, it sounds like his hamstring is just better than they thought it was. Um, So you're going to have Jefferson, Hawkinson, Addison, you know Cam Akers is pretty much is finding a role, in this offense, the offensive line is looking good. The defense coming together, like. But how
0: team. far are you getting with that? Right. Are are you getting the seventh seed and getting your ass kicked in the playoffs? Because if that's the case,
1: yeah, I think they, I think I'm, I'm starting to get over the fact that like they just want to get the playoffs every year, and I'm just gonna, we're just gonna have to deal with that because I, because they're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not, they're not like, yeah, as as much as we would like them to, the the owners are not gonna let them do that. Um, and so so you ownership. so what do you want? Do you want them to what make the playoffs want? now? Yeah. I want them to trade Daniel Hunter tomorrow. I want them to trade, you know, Ezra Cleveland, Harrison Smith, but they're not going to do that. I want so, so, to get
0: a franchise quarterback, but. So, so here's my next question. Then based off of that, is the Kirk Cousins era over in Minnesota? Cause you mentioned it a little bit that some people are sitting there going, Hey, you know, he could be cheaper. He could definitely be cheaper, but I also think that opens the door. For other teams to pursue Kirk Cousins Correct. in the offseason. You're telling me after what Brock Purdy did yesterday, yeah. some of those interceptable passes are gonna yeah. start to get caught. And Kyle Shanahan still got that girl in the red dress just sitting there dancing on the bar while he's now sipping the, on a beer, question, like one of that got away.
1: Now the question is, is Purdy gonna last, you know, the whole season? Is he gonna make it is he gonna not get benched? Because they got what? Yeah. Huh? Sam Darnold behind him. Okay. Wow, that's a weird <laughs> sentence. to. They got Sam comes. Darnold behind him.
0: <laughs> it is just the most like arrogant thing ever. Yeah, like, um, I got Sam Darnold pushing. Him.
1: Yeah, I mean, every offseason there's a, we we know there's always teams that are looking for for quarterbacks. So there's going to be a team that, that that wants to bring him in. There's going to be a team that that would have wanted to bring him in if he was going to be expensive. Um and it's it's really going to be up to Kirk, what he wants to do. I know, I think I watched an interview actually yesterday. It was from Fox uh, before the game it was on the pregame show where he said, like, you know, I wanted to be like a one team quarterback when I was in Washington, but that wasn't possible. And I want to, you know, now I want to be a two team quarterback and stay in Minnesota as, as long as I can. So I think he wants to stay. Um, mm mm-hmm. It's really up to Kwasi and Kevin O'Connell. I saw a lot of people like, oh, they can draft someone next year, have them sit for a year and, you know, bring Kirk Cousins back on a, on a cheap contract. <sighs> okay. Um, but we also have to remember that Kevin O'Connell and Kwasi, they're going to after this year, they're going to have two years left on their deal. Are they going to be allowed to develop a quarterback? Um, you know, that's part of the
0: equation, too. Like, Do you? Here's what I would ask. Do you think, at least Kevin O'Connell, do you think he has earned an extension for what he has done in the first half this season? Because I think the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think think the Wolves are like, okay, this guy, he knows what he's doing. Adolfo Mensa. we'll see what happens this offseason, but
1: but for sure. I think it has redeemed himself a little bit with this draft class. I know people are like, "Oh, Jordan Asin fell into his lap." It's like, okay, but he could have. Justin Jefferson fell in the Eagles' lap, you know, in 2020, and and they didn't pick him. They picked Jalen Rager. So he could have. He could have easily messed that up. And he wanted to trade back, but he didn't. I know Kevin O'Connell was like, "Hey, don't do that." So, he, but he listened to him. That's part of being a GM is listening to your coaches and people like that. Um, and Mikai Blackman's looking good. I think I think ja- Jaqueline Roy is that even getting like some some action in the middle there. Mm-hmm. He's looking pretty good. Like this draft class looks much better than last year's. And they're even getting some contributions from the guys last year as well. Like Ty Chandler, Andrew Boots in there now, you know, Ed Ingram, obviously. So like, believe it or not, I think a year and a half to judge uh, a GM on what he's done is a little too quick. Um, give this guy some time. So I wouldn't be, and I think the Vikings, the ownership and people, other people know that like if you keep a a coach and a GM together, it's probably gonna do they do better than if you just got a new GM or you got a new coach because those guys are always gonna want their own guys. Um, and these two, like Kevin O'Connell, was handpicked by Quisio Femenza, so he's the guy that he wanted. Um, you look at teams like the the Seahawks; they've they've had the same GM and head coach for over a decade now. Um, and they've been, okay. Um, you look at the Niners; they've been doing pretty well. with Shanahan and and John Lynch, even though we don't really like them, but they still been doing pretty well.
0: Um, and John Lynch that, works under Kyle Shanahan. He does, he does. Like that's Shanahan runs the show there. He, he just John uh, Lynch as far has as the, the title era
1: being over. Yeah, I, a lot of people mentioned like it's going to come up, come down to the Wolves. It's going to be their decision. Like it's and, that's how this or, organization operates. They make those big franchise altering decisions, or or at least they okay with you. You
0: know being able to pursue a, a decision like that. like, But here, here's the other part of this equation. I, I guess, how much does Kirk Cousins cost? Because if, if we're going yeah. ironclad $35 million or no, whatever no, it is, no, no. like, then you have to get rid of people. You still have to pay Justin Jefferson because that didn't get done this year, and that's looking pretty bad right now. Uh, Daniil yeah. Hunter, we don't know what's going to happen with him. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know uh, Chris- Christian Darius. Yeah. Yep. He's also going to get off season, maybe the offseason yep. after, but he's in line to get paid. Those are three guys that you're going to have market setting contracts with in the next. Yep. And of course, and, you know, I did love how the Packers signed Rashawn Gary to a big ass contract extension this morning hmm. uh, just to drive the price up a little bit on Daniel Hunter. But
1: yeah, well, there's know. that. And then, you know, the way Cam Bynum's playing, he looks like he's going to get an extension. Mm-hmm um Although it is a safety, so I mean it'll I be cheaper yeah yes, yes. yeah, but still that's that 's more money you have to you know and eventually Jordan Addison's going to want to get paid if he keeps playing the way that that he is, and he 's going to cost a lot. These are just things you have to already think about, um and investing over thirty million a year in a quarterback who just tore his Achilles, who might not even be a hundred percent by the start of next season um. That might not be the best decision for your team to make. And um, here's the
0: other thing, too, yeah. not to interrupt you, but I, I no, just no, want to no. point this out timing is everything with this. Yeah, yeah. Like right now, that Kirk injury, I, I mean, there's two sides to it. You have the player side, and Kevin O'Connell, you know, even when they're 0 3, you know, Kevin O'Connell is probably preaching, guys, don't quit. We're better than this. Like, right. don't quit. that That's basically what he's been saying, like, for a full year. That's how they had 11 fourth quarter comebacks or whatever it was last year or uh, yeah whatever eight fourth quarter uh, 11 and all one score games or whatever it is my mind's kind of like melting right now just thinking (laughs) about it but i also think too if he's saying guys don't quit don't quit don't quit and then also the front office trades to neil hunter jordan hicks and anybody else with a shred of value it's kind of like what did the front office just do Did they just quit no 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 of course not like like there's damage control there the other part of this is too you look at the draft class that's coming up and like unless the Vikings just do something insane and just throw a shitload of picks at a team they're not getting Caleb Williams probably not getting Drake May Packers might get Drake May actually the way they looked yesterday (laughs) um they are down bad chief but uh the Vikings I I mean there are other quarterbacks that you could look at in this draft like Bo Nix is a guy that you gotta take a look at he's been great under pressure he's got a big arm um, I know some people Reed like about JJ him? McCarthy. Uh,
1: next Yeah, how he, he's a good one fit second. for a uh, McVeigh O'Connell Shanahan offense. I'm just like, uh. <laughs> he
0: he will be 24 week Yeah, I was gonna say, is not he still on the journal. old? <laughs> Yeah, uh Darren Hall's 25 though. Yeah. He he's in that Hendon Hooker range, which I it's funny we mentioned him now because Michael Penix sounds a lot like Hendon Hooker with four major knee injuries. And yeah, he's dominating. He's been in there for so long. Hendon Hooker, is he even practicing yet? Then
1: you got the, the you got the Michigan kid. You don't know if he's good because you know yeah. of the sign stealing or not. Um <laughs> so yeah. Quinn
0: Ewers from Texas, yeah. he's like
1: and then there'll, he, there'll be other guys too, like that we haven't yeah. even heard of. That are like, oh, this prospect out of like Michael Western, Pratt from Tulane. Southern Kentucky. He can just—he's got a, a bomb, a gun on his arm. Let's, yeah, okay, we yeah.
0: My, Michael Pratt is a guy that uh, here's a guy um, that like, I played with in NCAA fourteen, and I'm <laughs> like, this dude's got like ninety nine arm strength. This guy rules, and then people are like starting to jump on his bandwagon. I'm like, oh my god, I discovered him.
1: But did you, uh, um. Did you even know who Tyler Bajant was before he
0: came in to play No, I thought they pulled him out of section 304. <laughs> yeah, I <had> no <laughs> who that was? That whole thing is probably over after last night too, after uh getting absolutely yeah. dismantled by the Chargers. But I, yeah. Cool well, story. Yeah,
1: it's those those stories are always fun. And um, you know, maybe Jaron Hall can get a couple wins and
0: have his own little story. Yeah, um, let, let's talk about that for a second. You know, <laughs> What do the Vikings do now? Like Darren Hall, obviously, he's the guy who's probably the front runner. I bet he starts at Atlanta no matter what happens because it's just he, such he, a quick turnaround. Yeah. He like If to. you if you bring in anybody right now, it, you know, Dalton Reisner came in on Tuesday and he didn't play on Sunday. Like, what right. do you think it is for the quarterback, especially yeah. in this well, offense? And you know, you can't lean on the running game because no. it sucks. Yeah. Like, well, like I said, they're only Madison RB one.
1: Their only other option. Right now is Sean Mannion because Nick Mullins is on injured reserve and he can't come back until week ten, like Justin Jefferson. And you yeah, know, you're you're not gonna sign somebody or trade for somebody and you're not gonna do what they did with Josh Freeman. That that just doesn't happen. Yeah. That was a stupid decision back then, it's a stupid decision now. Um, but yeah, like
0: <laughs> he's, he's laughing start. because Chris Thomas had brought up that game the other day just out of him yeah. like, yeah. yeah, my first game that ever was, was the game. Josh Freeman game. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh Jaron Hall. You know, I'm rooting for the kid. I'll say that. I, I like yeah. the way he comes across just in his press conferences and talking to the media. Like, he seems like he he's not even, like, the bright lights don't bother him as far as that goes. Now, on the field, you know, it could be different. But like I said, he's going to get the throw to Jordan Addison next week. KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson, you know, cam makers. going to have a good offensive line against a Falcons team that looks terrible. Uh, they can't rush the passer. They can't score points. Um, I think Taylor Heineke is probably going to start for them, so...
0: I might actually be they're,
1: a little bit more worried about that than
0: their coach you know. is a dumbass, but go ahead. Yeah, he
1: he is. Um yeah. yeah, they're they're not running B. John Robinson. Um so after spending a top ten draft pick on him. Yeah. So like if there was a team and a game to like start a rookie quarterback, this this is kind of a perfect scenario. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. And if he doesn't play well, Nick Mullins is healthy the week after and you just put him in probably play for the rest of the season that i don't think they're going to trade for anybody i think uh diana rossini of the athletic now not espn um tweeted today that there haven't been any significant talks in terms of the vikings trading for a quarterback um and they shouldn't they shouldn't give up assets for a guy that's going to come in one who's not going to play right away because he's got to learn the offense um and two might not even work out so like It's not worth giving up unless you're giving up a seventh round conditional pick in like 2026. There's really no point in in trading for a quarterback. Um, I do think this guy's been this name has been thrown around a lot. He came in for a workout earlier this year. Colt McCoy worked with O'Connell for three years.
0: Great quarterback name, by the way. It is. He
1: worked for he worked with uh, O'Connell for three years in Washington. He did pretty decent with the Cardinals. He started six games the last two years. He won three of them. So if you need a guy to come in, just run your offense. Everybody in your crew identifies
0: as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
1: And if you love the Filet of Fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only, price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. Make minimal mistakes. No, you know, he's he's the guy, Colt McCoy. But does is he a better option than than a Nick Mullins? Like I that's the question you have to ask yourself too, because and we have to think, when we watched that quarterback series, Kirk Cousins, like he admitted he didn't really feel comfortable with the offense until like week eight or nine.
0: That's Kirk he said to the Detroit game in a press conference too. Yeah, this is like this is the Detroit guy game. who
1: like studies night and day except for Tuesdays night and day Uh, the playbook, the schemes, the defenses, everything like he's got his own offense. He, w- he writes on whiteboard. He's got notebooks like if if it takes Kirk Cousins that long to understand an offense, then it's probably going to take whoever you bring in or trade in for, you know, even longer. So I think they're going to roll with Jaron Hall. See how he does this weekend. If he doesn't do well, okay, you put Nick Mullins in. um, And then, you know, I just, I don't, they're not going to give up assets to to get somebody midseason who, unless they're trading for Patrick Mahomes or (laughs) Joe Burrow, none of those guys are available. So those are the only guys worth trading midseason. And even then, like, what, who is the last quarterback a team has traded for in the middle of a season that has worked out? Like, has gone on. Now, I'm not saying has worked out in the future. But I mean, like, that season, who has been traded for in the middle of a season, come in and worked out. I cannot think of anyone. Like, I'm sure no. there has been people, maybe, but I cannot think of like, anyone recently.
0: We mentioned the Bradford trade, but that was at the beginning of the year. And he had to miss the first game before he actually made a start. Just so And that didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he, he did okay. It, it worked out. For him, because he set the all-time completion record. Problem yeah, was, the money. offensive line didn't work out because right. uh, it was absolutely god awful. Um, we haven't mentioned a name that is available right now. Apparently, um, a lot of people talking about Tom Brady right now. D- d- no. you make the call though? Don't you? You gotta, I, cu- I, t- you gotta text him. I mean, Kevin, o- I mean, Kevin o- yeah, Kevin O'Connell probably
1: has his number because they were teammates, you know, with the Patriots. So probably has his number, but. I think Brady has said pretty much any time anyone's talked about him coming back this year, like every time, like, no, I'm I'm not coming back. I think he realized probably not the best for his family if he continues to play football. And I think last year kind of taught him that the hard way. Um, and I think he's just come to terms with like the Patriots already what they were already retired his number and inducted him into their Hall of Fame. And yeah. he and he's he looks like he lost like. 30 pounds. Um I'm not doubting that he couldn't come in and play um but like I said I even Tom Brady I wouldn't I wouldn't feel confident about even bringing him in mid-season to learn a completely new offense and and lead this team to sneaking into the playoffs. It's just very difficult. This sport is very difficult to just pop in like the only position that's why you don't see quarterbacks traded at the trade deadline. You see running backs and receivers and pass rushers because they can and tight ends because they can come in almost immediately, and make an impact. We saw it with TJ Hawkinson last year, and we've seen with pass rushers in the past uh, make quick impacts, like Von Miller with the Rams and everything. Um, quarterbacks, it's just its way too difficult to do that. Middle of the season, for it to matter. So I would be very surprised. If, if they made a trade, it would be for someone like Case Keenum. It was a backup with the Texans. We spent a year with Kevin O'Connell in Washington. Um, he, I think he did pretty well with the Vikings in the 2017.
0: That would be like uh, the ultimate like movie plot, wouldn't it? Just it like... Would. It would. Yeah, Case Keenan comes like back to replace Kirk Cousins
1: and he leads them to the Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: uh, another name that somebody tossed to me this morning talking to a friend. Uh, people aren't going to like this one, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Colin Kaepernick, would you... It would be such would be such a lightning rod because i feel like some people are just so hardwired against him at this point that yeah that, and that's part of it too teams like, aren't going to make that risk which is unfortunate but is. i'm not gonna lie that's. but that's he problem. also when was the last time he played an nfl 2016? game 16 i'll look it up here but i but i mean you know the person that texted me said you know he he's probably wants it i, I mean but he probably would work hard yeah Here's the thing too. Like, like that's just it. I, I anybody but they bring in right now, it, it's not gonna matter. Like I, I'm just gonna throw it. I, I don't want to give up right. assets for a guy. Right. I you know, they could bring in, you know, they could bring in it could be like the Pepsi commercial, right? Bring in Joe. Dan Marino right now, and like it's not gonna end real well. Like they are screwed. They are screwed, basically. Well, I hate being that negative, but I mean they I out of all the options, I'm just saying Darren Hall, step on up, man. If yeah. you Fumble against the Falcons and, even, and it doesn't work out. Even with him, oh, well. we don't we Fine. just we don't
1: we don't know with him because when we saw him play in the preseason, it was with mostly mostly third stringers on the field and fourth stringers and even fifth stringers. So like it's extremely hard to tell what he's capable of when he's putting, you know, those limited opportunities with those people when he's got Ali Udo blocking for him out there, you know, just valeting pass rushers into his face. Um and then, you know, on Sunday when he was putting the game, it's like, okay, go. And it's like He's in, in his own, what, 10-yard line. Hey, he did uh, better
0: than Kellen Mond.
1: He did. That's a very low bar to clear. Very low. Hey, like he we, we got
0: to start low here. You do have Come to start on.
1: somewhere. You know, so <laughs> there's that. He made the team. That's better than Kellen Mond. Um, so, but, and I think it's different too when you get a full week to prepare. Like, you know, you're going to be the quarterback and the rest of your teammates know you're going to be the quarterback. You figure out what you're good at. Kevin O'Connell can put put in plays that he knows that Jaron Hall can probably do well at. Like it's much different than just throwing a guy in there immediately. Like there's a, there aren't a lot of guys that can go in there just like at the drop of a hat and go. Like Gun- Gardner Minshew is probably one who can do that. T- Taylor Heineke he can probably do that. Like there aren't a lot of guys that can just pop right in there and and do really good. Tyrod Taylor I guess you could put that category, but he just got hurt again
0: and went to the hospital. Does he have to go to the hospital every time he gets hurt? Like <laughs> did you see that he went to the hospital again? Didn't the Giants have like four passing yards on? Yeah, negative nine, negative, negative nine. nine. Brian Dable, offensive genius as well. Just like, you know. But
1: Tommy, Tommy DeVito, I think he went to Illinois. I know he went to Syracuse for a few years and he went to Illinois for like one year. Um Good but Lord. Daniel Jones is coming back. Yeah. Is that
0: time coming back too? How how bad does it have to get
1: for you for a Giants fan to be like, oh, thank God Daniel Jones is coming back?
0: <laughs> I looked it up, by the way. Uh Colin Kaepernick's last game was in 2016. Yeah. So in 2015 and 20. 20- yeah, in 2015 and 2016, uh, he went three and 16 combined. But in his last season, he threw 16 touchdowns and just four interceptions oh. in 11 games. You I'm not doing it. it. I, I, I'm, I'm not advocating. Yeah. I'm just throwing yeah. out names. Like, this is basically what it is right now. We're just tossing names at the wall and seeing what shit sticks right yeah. now because – I don't that's know. They, and he I know you, he's been they, offered I would think they would have that conversation. They'd have a conversation yeah. about anybody right now. Yeah. They'd be talking about Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz right now. So Yeah, that's the I other know. one. That's the other one. Carson Wentz. Like my prediction would be fulfilled like <laughs> two years late. <laughs> For those of you who you? don't know, I wrote a story, I believe, what yeah. was it, 2020, 2021, saying Carson Wentz would eventually be a Minnesota yeah. Viking. And like people, Philly fan? fans freaked out. Like, why would they do that? He's starting Jalen Hurts. They always took him for nothing. And like, I don't know, Jalen Hurts looks kind of good. So I mean, yeah. I just, just want to know,
1: like, when it comes to Carson Wentz, what does he do when he's in the locker room? What does he do that just makes everyone hate him so much? <laughs> Because he doesn't come across as like a bad guy. Is no. he just like in is like and people probably offended by this, but he, is he like in everyone's face with like his religion and everything and everything that comes out of his mouth is like, God, this God, that like, you know, do this, do that with me. And like, I, I don't know what turns off people so much about Carson Wentz because everywhere he's gone, he has that has followed him like he's not a good leader or or locker room guy. But then there's a the thing of, you know, Kevin O'Connell. You bring him in. You don't have to be the leader of the team. You already have someone like that with Kevin O'Connell. He's the guy that's holding the locker room together. You don't need the quarterback to do that when you have Kevin O'Connell. It's nice to have a quarterback do that, but you don't need that with Kevin O'Connell. Um, But that, like in terms of guys who are available that you wouldn't have to give up a lot of assets, Carson Wentz is op- arguably the most talented guy out there. That's not saying a lot because there are yeah. not a lot of options, but he is um probably the most talented guy out there. I do not want him. I do not want him anywhere near the Vikings, but I would not be surprised if they at least you know talk to him.
0: Let's wrap up this way. Which, by the way, uh, welcome everybody checking us out. Big audience. Uh, yeah. I know people who have been on. Like, there's only 14 people. No, there's like five usually when we talk about the Vikings. <laughs> people just people just listen to the show later. So if you're checking us out for the first time, this yeah. is the Viking Age podcast. My name is Chris Shan. I write for the Brookings register uh, zone coverage, the Viking age and bring me the news. Adam Patrick, he is the managing ever of the Viking age. We do this twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, check it out. So if you're chilling, watching us, drop a comment below, make sure you like ring the bell, do all those cool things. Uh, That way you never miss an episode when we go live again and uh, you can clown us as long as you want. I'm going to wrap up with just one question for you because we said this, tuesday 3 p.m trade deadline by a lot of time people watch this it might be past right now um but i mean what should they do i think you and i are both against hemorrhaging future assets i think if anything you should get future assets because this team might be doa here from now on not that they're ever going to say that publicly but i think they would have an idea um like we, we, you got mentioned it earlier, you're trading Daniel Hunter, you're trading Jordan Hicks, you're trading anybody with a little bit of value, get a little bit of an edge. That's like what that. I would do.
1: That's not what I think they're going to do. I think, I think Daniel Hunter still has a legitimate shot of being traded. That's the biggest trade asset they mm. have right now. I he's think it's the be- only
0: guy that would move yeah, unless the- they bring in a guy on defense. Yeah. I, I think Daniel Hunter is the one guy that they would subtract and be like, okay, we, we got to be realistic here. Yeah but again what message does that send to the locker
1: yeah i mean he's a free agent next year i think a lot of guys would be like you know it's the nfl it's part of the business it's what happens mm-hmm. um you just come numb, become none of those situations um uh, i don't think there'd be hard feelings cuz like they realize the situation as well and and what the vikings would be doing in terms of moving on from Daniil would be to try and help this team get better in the future so that's they're not there's no bad blood or anything um and i think daniel would feel that wouldn't feel that way either he would be fine with if he gets to go to a contender like the Jaguars or something like that, I think he's he's gonna be just fine. Um but yeah, I think he's the only one um that they might trade. I think if you if anyone if any team offers the Vikings a second round pick, they have to take that for Daniel They have to take that. You cannot
0: unless they want to sign him. Correct.
1: Yeah. That's that's possible. But there too. there's
0: been no steam on that. Right. And we just so... talked
1: about how they have to sign Darisaw, Jefferson. Mm-hmm. If they want to bring back cousins now and and a bunch of other guys, like they at some point, like they they did this last year. They or the offseason. They got rid of Thielen and they got rid of Kendrick's and Peterson and a bunch of those guys because they couldn't afford them and they're getting too old. That's that's just what happened. Um so and pass rushers, probably one of the positions you can replace the quickest in a draft. Um, maybe aside from from running backs and receivers, but pass rushers are are definitely up there. Yeah, obviously have to know what you're looking for. But if you can find a good one in the second or third round, um pretty easily. Um, but yeah, I I other than that, I, I don't think they're gonna make any moves. And like I said, if they trade for a quarterback, it would be for like a backup for like Case Keenum or Jacoby Brissett or something like that. Um the
0: one think. cautionary tale, and I think I've mentioned this before, uh, when it comes to trading Hunter, is that the guy that comes to my mind is Chris Nolan back in the early nineties. Uh he was, I mean, as Luke Braun put it, he was basically Randy Moss on defense for the Vikings when he got drafted 1989. Uh, got up there in age. I think he I don't think he made his debut until he was like 24, 25, and had a couple of good seasons, started to tail off a little bit. They're like, All right, he's 32, we gotta pay him. What do we do here? The Atlanta Falcons gave the Vikings, and this was a draft day trade, so it wasn't during the season or anything, but they gave them a second-round pick in, I believe, 1994 and then a first-round pick in 1995. First-round pick turned out to be Derek Alexander, who... Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had seven-and-a-half sacks in 1998, but the Vikings had, like, no pass rush behind John Randall. When the Vikings were good again, they wound up, uh, you know... 19th in sacks. John Randall gets hurt in the NFC divisional round. Yep. They have no pass rush against Chris Chandler and he throws for I think it's 340 yards and three touchdowns. Yep. Meanwhile, Chris Dolman goes to Atlanta, has a couple of decent se- se- uh, seasons. Excuse me. Then he signs with the 49ers. Yes. And he has three straight seasons of 10 or uh, 10 plus sacks. And then the Vikings are like, Oh God, we need a pass rusher. So they sign Chris Dolman and he finishes his career with the Vikings in 1999. Daniel <laughs> you know, Hunter has more sacks than Chris Dolman had mm-hmm. at the time he was traded for Minnesota and he's three years younger. So if the Vikings did all of a sudden say, okay, let's lock up, let's start talking contract now. And, you know, mm-hmm. if we're so far apart, maybe we just got to do what we got to do at this point. But also, um, you know, you got to put that into context. Like the Vikings, mm-hmm. the Vikings have done a good job of finding pass rushers over the past couple of years. I mean, Daniel Hunter was a third round pick know all about that everson griffin was a fourth round pick yep. uh brian robinson what what round was he taking in like i feel six, like he was six, six or sixth seven six round so yeah. i mean you can get guys and maybe you do some of all parts I'm things but to have one dominant guy is is pretty valuable so have i don't drafted, know is there, have, have they drafted a pass rusher in this regime yet i don't think they have no um i was actually just about to look up oh, they've signed the they've signed oh they've signed
1: free agents oh Brian Robinson was a fourth round pick. Sorry, Brian. Okay. Robinson. Um yeah. but they signed what Andre Carter and Luigi Vore Edwards too last year. Right? Oh, they drafted him. Yep. 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 Um yeah. yeah. So see. I wouldn't be so worried about the Daniel thing if you're comparing it. I know you're not directly comparing it to Chris Dolman, but like different GMs and everything making decisions now. So I don't and that was what, forty years ago, thirty years ago? Um, yeah. But similar situation, though, I I understand that. But I just think like if you got that package, the same package the Vikings got from Do- for Dolman, the second round pick and the first round pick and what would be what, 2025 now? You 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 run to the phone and you mm-hmm. say yes. Like, yes. Um, And but how many how, Daniel how,
0: Bryan? yes. Right. And, yes, and how, yes. how
1: many opportunities are you going to have to trade a player like this and get the kind of value that you can get? Because also teams in the middle of the season tend to overpay for for players than they do in the offseason. season. Um, T.J. Hawkinson yeah.
0: probably not worth a second round,
1: but um, that's although the
0: he has looked he has looked better, better the last better, two yes. weeks. I will yep. give him that. Uh, <laughs> but, I looked it up by the way. The last time the Vikings drafted a defensive end in the first round, two thousand five, it was at Erasmus James. Well, and the year that was the last that, time they took. Uh, yes, and they took Kanechi Udeza. Uh, the year before that, yeah, they they Floyd traded a... their first round pick in 2008, I believe, for Jared Allen. Yep. So that was going to be an edge rusher, but then they decided, hey, Jared Allen's pretty good. Let's yeah, because Floyd was a
1: defensive tackle, right? Yes. Right. Yes. So because he was drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I just think like if you get an offer f- for a second round pick for Daniel Hunter, you have to say yes. Like I don't really care if you want to sign him next year because you really can't afford to. You really cannot afford to. You have to you have to make Justin Jefferson the priority. He has to be the priority. Yes. Like, stop doing this like, well, we can bring him back and then we'll, we'll let Justin wait a little longer and see if he'll No, sign him on like February 15th. Like when the season is the first day is over, like you need to extend him as soon as possible. His price is increasing minute by minute. Um, he could, he could not play for the rest of the year and he would still probably be worth paying like the most money of any non quarterback. Um, by the way, Nick Bosa, how's that contract working out? He looks
0: terrible. It's almost um, like he needed training camp or something.
1: I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's, uh, not, not looking good over there, Kyle. That feels so bad for you. Um, but the other thing too, like with all this going on is like the NFC, like after the Eagles and that's it, <laughs> that's it, that's it. That's it. <laughs> After the Eagles, the Eagles, like the Seahawks, are in second. They're the second seed now.
0: Yeah, that's wild. Uh, I know. I realized that so, at the end of the game. I'm like, they're going to be five and two. So like, they have
1: flown. They have flown so far under the radar. But like, good for them. They're they well coached, and Geno Smith doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And yeah, I and mean, they just got um, what's his face, Leonard Williams from the Giants today. They traded for him. Um, so they're going to be better. Uh, but yeah, like the NFC. This is this is the oh.
0: <laughs> I just slide that in there. I've seen that. I've seen quickly. a lot. I don't
1: think the Lions are going to do that. We've, the Lions we've aren't going to help
0: out a team no, in their division we've, when they're we've, leading we've, well, be Well, we've,
1: we've seen them. They did. I mean, I you could say they did with Hogginson last year, but they didn't want to pay him. That's why. Right.
0: Um, Sorry but, to interrupt. I, that just stopped you right in your tracks.
1: Good. But like if Jared Goff goes down, like Teddy Bridgewater is a guy you want yeah. to have. Um, yeah. And I think they paid him a good amount of money to be their backup. So,
0: well, it's like, it's like people are saying Drew Locke, too. It's like they're not going to trade their backup because, you know, people, no, I mean, yeah. It's like, a great point by Jeff right here. No NFC team is going to no, help the Vikes. No. Very few AFC teams with good backups are no. going to help the Vikes. This is just something like, I mean, Kirk, Kirk hasn't even been on an injury report since 2013. Right. Like, that is insane.
1: Yeah. But
0: I want to say he, I want to say he,
1: he no, he practiced, so he wasn't on the injury report because he had like a rib injury a couple years ago. Um, but he practiced; he did like limited practice. He might have been. Um, but yeah, like if you're in terms of trading for a backup, you have to find some a team that's either completely out of it, like the Panthers and Andy Dalton, and I don't even know if they want to trade him because he's more of like a mentor right now at this point for for Bryce Young. Um, or you have to look at it like a third string backup. Like I, I want. I think Case Keenum is the third string guy. In Houston right now, behind Davis Mills, um, so that's that's the type of guys you, <laughs> you can get. And is that worth is that worth giving up? You know, draft how desperate capital? are you gonna get to get Case Keenum back here? <sighs> like, if guys get hurt, okay, I understand that. But if you you know are are those guys gonna give you a better chance to win? If that's what you are looking to do, than Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins probably not, probably not. Um, but yeah, I I my my final guess is that they won't do anything at the trade deadline tomorrow. And they will by Wednesday. They will sign Colton McCoy. There you that's go. What, that's what I think's gonna. Happen. It's really Colt, exciting. Colton really McCoy exciting. comes
0: back with forty-five. I'm fully. On board. <laughs> he can McCoy he should wear that, wear that number. Um, yes, Teddy's. Yeah, it, is Teddy still fifty no. for the Lions?
1: No. Oh, they think, made him I, change it. I think he's like. I think. I think he's he's single digits now. I think. Okay. That was during the preseason when they had. That like, was wild.
0: <laughs> he was because he was like Montgomery three different numbers. Five, yeah.
1: Yeah, he was like yeah. three different numbers. Um,
0: it's it's like uh, Joe Maurer. When he first started with the Twins, he was number seventy-one, and then well, they that's what
1: the that's what the Patriots do. Seven. The yeah. Patriots do that for their rookies when they come in; they give them, like they give quarterbacks like numbers in the seventies.
0: you stuff. quick trivia question? Do you remember what number Randy Moss wore when he eighteen? Uh, uh-huh. First had his when he first showed up to training camp. He didn't wear eighteen. He didn't wear eighty-eight. He didn't wear eighty-eight. That that's was already taken.
1: I don't know that question. I didn't know he wore
0: another number. He wore number six in Patriots camp. S-
1: Oh and oh and the Patriot. Oh, I thought you were talking about um the Vikings. Oh, so I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I remember
0: eighteen. Yeah, he I, wore I six would, uh, when he first got to New England. He was a mini camp, and okay. they said, "Hey, eighteen yeah. and eighty four are taken. What do you want to wear?" And he goes, right. "Just give me the damn number. I'll make the number." And he yep. ran out on and the he field did. wearing six because he he he's Randy Moss. And he's, um, do you remember what Dante yeah. Culpepper's first number was? Twelve. Yeah, I do remember that because he, I had Madden ninety nine. Yep. Uh for the old PlayStation when I was a kid. QB number twelve. Yeah, he was like a sixty-two <laughs> coming out. And they, uh that was one like they didn't even have to change game. that pretty quickly. They they didn't have Madden adjusters back then right. to like fix their ratings. So you had to wait you had to wait until the following year when he was on the cover to they had uh, like
1: fake pictures too for them, yeah like, computer generated. <laughs> those are the t- those are the days.
0: Those were the days. Hey man, what's going on at the Viking age right now?
1: Oh, nothing really to talk about um this week. Um, so it's probably gonna be pre- pretty quiet, <laughs> hard to blog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been working my butt off since yesterday, just trying to get stuff out of there because it's part of the job. And this is these are the times that I enjoy the most where like stuff happens. I'm not saying I'm so excited that Kirk Cousins got hurt, but like this is
0: why you of- were cheering as he was on yes. the cards. You were just I like, mean, we- you had your Kirk voodoo doll, and you're just I mean, stabbing more and more this, pins this, into this his ankle this, so it hurt
1: more. The site. Coincidentally, did have the best day of the month uh, last year. So, do <laughs> what you will. Really uh. um, you know, when it, if it if it bleeds, it leads. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. But uh, yeah, well, uh. I I think I think we've got someone predicting the rest of the the season this week, the, the game by games, and that'll be uh, definitely a lot different than probably some of the past predictions with uh, no quarterback. Um, and then you know we'll get ready for the Falcons game and, we'll, and we'll, obviously we'll react to any moves that that the Vikings make uh this week in terms of quarterback or if they do make a trade at The trade deadline trade deadline is at uh 3 p.m Central tomorrow mm-hmm. um a couple of trades have already been made today I think the, like I said the Seahawks got Leonard Williams defensive tackle from Giants I think the Falcons got a pass rusher from the Eagles um and there could be some some more stuff but I, I've heard that they this year's not a lot like it's pretty quiet i know there's a teams that are still looking for stuff but it sounds like it's been pretty quiet in terms of those trades last year we had what christian mccaffrey uh tj hawkinson and uh, was it roquan smith too was that was that last year too? yeah um, yeah, so Baltimore. yeah yeah that was a lot that happened last year um but yeah we'll, we'll be cranking out stuff It'll be a new month new month this this is november already we're almost to 2024 it's crazy
0: wild Um, uh yeah and then we'll be close for the draft (laughs) and as you can see you can follow adam at adam patrick nfl on social media uh quick little threads too. what's going on in the chat yeah threads everywhere Threads. he's here he's there he's every fucking where adam patrick um (laughs) what was your first jersey growing up people are dying um believe it or not it was alan page um solid my i had no yeah.
1: idea who was my parents got it for me um and i was like this isn't chris carter who is this um <laughs> i eventually did get a chris carter jersey i think that was my second jersey yeah. and and randy moss and Culpepper and all that i think the last jersey i bought though is Teddy bridgewater i still have it hanging okay. up behind me a little white i think i got it from china a white uh stitched teddy bridgewater jersey um but i haven't i haven't bought a jersey in a long long time um Yeah, I have another player's jersey that I'm not going to speak his name, but uh, I have that as well.
0: (laughs) Not number. I have two. I have have two names in my head. So he. he. the time, I can't. had the one jersey we're thinking about. Oh, a lot of people, a lot of people did. Yeah, I don't. It, I don't it, fault it, it anyone for that. Thrown in the trash for obvious reasons. Uh, I my the, first. I
1: the, yeah, I fault the people for still wearing that jersey. I will fault those people. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Um <laughs> uh, my first jersey overall. Orlando Magic, thirty-two, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, overall, yeah. Larry Johnson. Charlotte I, what? Larry no, Johnson.
0: I, I'm saying, I'm saying, my first jersey overall, the sport.
1: No, was I'm saying. My o- my first overall was was uh Larry Johnson. Oh grandma. Uh, yeah or it's grandma. Ma. Oh yeah. Yes. I had I had a David Robinson Team USA jersey. Um way back in the day from like the ninety six Olympics.
0: As an older person, like the nineties NBA jerseys oh, are like yeah. just cash suckers now. Like I got I got like one of those black, like Charles Barkley jerseys from the nineties that are like those, cool. Seah- those those Seahawks throwbacks yesterday. Oh, those are, those were, those are... were nice. Oh, okay. Those were very nice. Um, crazy. and then also, uh, my first football jersey was a Chris Carter jersey. I saved up the money in my, uh, in my, uh, piggy bank. Was it before ninety eight? Oh, it was well before 90. It was like mid nineties. Oh, so, okay. and then, uh, I had Chris Carter and then I had a, uh, th- this is last thing that we'll get moving, but, Uh, for Christmas in 98, Randy Moss was so popular that they could not keep the jerseys on the shelf and there was no like online stuff. So you couldn't like go somewhere else and get it. So like what they did was they started stocking everywhere with these gold Viking jerseys and like my parents got me a gold Randy Moss jersey. It was like gold and then it had like white outlines and purple numbers (laughs) <laughs> and it was just like it, it was ugly as like hell, mustard? but I wore it everywhere because I'm like Randy Moss, man. Like it's it's a Randy Moss jersey. Yeah, and you're I was a kid. so you happy. You yeah, care. nobody nobody cares. And then we got to high school. Like, why do you have a gold Randy Moss jersey? I'm like, why don't you <laughs> why don't, have? a, Why, why don't, don't you have even, one?
1: Yeah. I think I remember the cold pepper ones like that too. Yeah, I remember seeing those. Yes. and then and now people want like they want the Vikings to have like yellow or gold alternate. Please no. And I'm like no.
0: I'll take a white helmet but no gold jerseys please no gold helmets no, no gold jerseys would you, take black, would you take black before gold I'm wearing a bunch of black Vikings yeah stuff right you now, like but, you love black Vikings clothes but 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 you I and don't know, Mike like in a jersey yeah oh my <laughs> yeah I want to see the idiot that handed Mike Zimmer like a purple shirt. Well, he did he wear did purple wear stuff for a little sometimes. bit. But he always wore he always wore some sort of black though. He, he went full black towards like the towards, towards the end, end of his tenure because he was like dead in funeral inside. every week. <laughs> Just, my Welcome defense sucks. All right. Well, on that note, that is all the time <laughs> we have for the Viking Age podcast today. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But don't forget to rate, comment, share, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode and we can spread the word to the masses. For Adam Patrick, I am Chris Shad and this has been the Viking Age Podcast.